Hey everybody, it's Doug. And this is Renee. And welcome to our podcast, Doug and Renee, Married Married Life. Life. All right, all right. Welcome to another podcast of Doug and Renee. Married Life. Married Life. Ooh, ooh, Married Life. (laughs) We show no signs of stopping. Married Life. <laughs> welcome, I love my wife. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. And I have toned it down lately. I have toned down the intro. I brought it down. I, I, because I've heard from the people. I've heard from the people. I'm the people. Yeah, y'all. you are the people. <laughs> <laughs> you are the people. And I've heard from the people. Like you don't need to do all that. I'm like, but that's my thing. Like, you don't need to do all that. I'm like, that's my thing. Okay, I'm sorry. We got to give the people what they want. They come to this podcast to hear about married life. But they want us to be authentic, and this is how I am. Very well. This is me. And this is me. So this week. (laughs) (laughs) This week, we are still talking about. Purpose. Yes. Whether it's on purpose, walking in purpose. Oh, living out your purpose before we start searching for your purpose before we start. Can I say a quick prayer purpose, please? I would never tell you no, not okay. to pray because this is May 15th and they had the, the mass shooting in Buffalo and then there was a mass shooting at a church in California. So I just want to say a quick prayer. I don't know what's going on in this world, but I just want to father bless whoever was impacted by this. Bless the families that were negatively impacted by this, whether through the, however they were impacted. We just pray your peace that passes all understanding. And we just pray for those that did the shooting and those that unfortunately were shot and those that ultimately were, um, have perished. And so we just pray that your Holy Spirit lead, guide, and direct and have your, have his will. In these last days and times, in Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, sorry. Purpose. You don't ever have to apologize for praying. Okay. <laughs> well, you you was on the flow, I, you know, I, I was, and I was... That's okay. <laughs> you know, I pray in agreement with you for for God to save, heal, deliver, set free, give peace and comfort. Mm-hmm. Um. So we were talking about purpose these last... A uh, couple of weeks, and mm-hmm. we're going to continue in that um, vein. When we ended last week, I gave the scripture Philippians 4 and 8, which is, as they say in church, a very familiar passage of scripture, one of my favorite scriptures that talks about thinking, Um Think on those things that are pure. Think on those things that are lovely. Think on those things that are honest. Think on those things that are just. If they uh, think on things that are of a good report, if there be any virtual praise, think on these things. So I'm paraphrasing because I don't have the scripture pulled up in front of me. It's whatsoever things are lovely, pure, honest, just, and of a good report. If there be any virtual praise to think on these things. And so um, I just wanted to pick up on that because um, our thinking is a is is the starting point, our mm-hmm. thoughts, 
how we think about our marriage, how we think about our spouse, how we think about our spouse, how we think about ourselves can um, affect how we speak and then how we act. And so it starts with our thought life. And that's why I wanted to give that scripture last week, just to remind everyone to um, think on lovely things, think about things that are of a good report, and to focus your thoughts and to watch what you think. Like when a thought comes, if you know it's a negative thought, don't speak on it. Don't speak it out. Don't act on it. Try to change the narrative in your mind. I was wondering, and you and I have had this conversation before when it comes to smiling versus frowning. It takes more energy to frown than it does to smile or yes. more muscles or something along those lines. Yes. Well, I remember. Smi- I smiling and laughing releases laughing, laughing, <laughs> laughing and smiling releases uh, endorphins, mm-hmm. those feel-good hormones. But frowning, actually, it, it takes more... It takes more effort... To frown. To frown than it does to smile. So, and now to come to, come to, th- to your thought life, bring this back to your thought life. I wonder, does it take more effort to think negatively or does it take more effort to think positively? Or is it the same amount of effort? You know what I mean? Right. Because I think it just depends on the person. Okay. How so, you were raised, what you were exposed to, and what you've allowed over the years to infiltrate mm-hmm. and take over your mind. So if you with that being said, and again, I don't know, I haven't done any research on this. So I'm just talking. Um some of you out there, you you know, you could do the research. But if it takes the same amount of effort to think negatively Versus what you just said in Philippians 4 and 8, you know, what you just said, the Bible says, you know, think on these things which are lovely, just honest, pure. If it takes the same amount of effort, why not think on the good things? Why would you dwell? Again, I'm bringing this in the context of marriage. Why would you dwell on the negative when it comes to your spouse or your future spouse? Why would you dwell on that if it takes the same amount of effort? to think on the negative things versus the positive things. Why would you not think on the positive and the things the Bible is telling you to think about versus, oh, you know, this person, just like their mama, just like their daddy, they're never going to change. They're never going to do this. They're never going to get right. They're never, never, never. And the ne- the enemy is putting all these negative thoughts in your head. And if it's, and by the time you start thinking on these things, and dwelling on them over time, then that starts to get in your heart. And then once it's in your heart, it's going to come out your mouth I think eventually. You, I think you just answered your own question. What was my question? Well, I'm going to answer it. Your, your question was, if it takes more, if it takes the same amount of effort to think positive and think negative, mm-hmm. why don't you just think positive? I think it's because depending on the individual, it doesn't take more energy. They have allowed that negative thinking or as they say stinking thinking to become a part of who they are and it's become natural for to, for them to think negatively um have you ever been around somebody and everything they say is negative or their response is negative 
question no, for you, oh, Doug. No, no, no. You've never been around somebody like I that, mean, that every time you have a not, conversation not in, with... Not in recent memory, because I don't hang around negative people, but yeah, I'm well, pretty have, sure but in you, my life. But yeah. you've worked with a lot of people. Oh, yeah. You've wor- managed yeah, people. Yes. And you have a conversation with yes. somebody, and you're like, dang, everything they say is is negative. Yeah. It's, it's, it's no, yeah. or mm-hmm. I can't, or I'm not going to do that, or, you know, <laughs> some type, he's, he's laughing because... Um, I just hit the nail on the head. Uh, yeah. But um, some people are just what they call uh, doubting Debbies and negative Nancys that mm-hmm. no matter what you say, they have a negative response. Mm-hmm. And I don't think sometimes I don't think people realize that they do it. It's just become so ingrained mm. over the years to do that. And I think speaking positively is going to come from practicing thinking positively. Uh, You have to practice it. I don't think it was by happenstance that God put that scripture in there. He's telling us that whatsoever things are lovely, pure, honest, just, and of a good report, if Mm -hmm. there be any virtual praise, think on these things. He's telling us how to think. That means it doesn't come naturally for us to think that way. He also tells us um, there's a scripture, I believe it's in Peter, uh, I believe it's in First Peter, um, cast down imaginations, imaginations that exalt itself above the knowledge of God and bring them into uh, captivity to the obedience of Jesus Christ. So that means thoughts are going to come. The enemy is going to send thoughts. What we do with it is totally up to us. You can't, you can't stop the thoughts from coming, but you can evict them. Mm-hmm. You have the power and the authority to not allow those thoughts to infiltrate your mind and to remain there. And you do that by casting down those imaginations. So that scripture is in 2 Corinthians 10 and 5. It, is, was in, close, it is not close in Peter. Peter. It's in the New Testament. I was close. I knew, <laughs> it, was, close. I knew it was in the book. It's in what? 1 Corinthians? 2 Corinthians 2 Corinthians 10 and 5. 2 Corinthians 10 and 5, casting down imaginations. I knew it was in the book. Um, but so I think it's important. Sometimes I think it does come easier for some people. And then for some people, it comes harder because mm-hmm. without them realizing it, they've either been around people who were always negative. They were raised by somebody who was always negative. They had negativity spoken into their life. Um, and for whatever reason, they have just become negative thinkers. And so you have to think purposefully. You it Sometimes it doesn't come naturally, but you have to purpose that, okay, is that thought negative? Was, was you know, before, before you open your mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, because I remember the Holy Spirit said this to me so eloquently one year, everything that pops in your head does not need to be said. Because sometimes we get thoughts that don't bear repeating, not to someone else and not to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so we have to learn to, for some people, it comes easy going back to your thought. And for some people, it does not. It's going to take being purposeful that how am I going to think? Holy Spirit, help me. Show me. When my thinking is not in line with your perfect will, show me when my thinking is not positive 
and help me to change. We we have to pray that prayer because there's we all have an area in our life where um we could do better, we can improve. So if it doesn't come easy, because you know, one of your favorite sayings on this podcast is that you know we keep it real. You know, you say I'm keeping it real and I'm keeping it raw. So I I can see somebody saying, well, I'm just keeping it real. I'm just keeping it real, you know. And but I don't want them to speak negatively or speak or I I'm think we're still talking about think. I don't want the their negative thoughts. We could transition to con- into speak. Okay, to to control them because their thing is I'm just keeping it real. So at some point you're gonna have to change. You're gonna ask God. You have to ask God to help you change how you think. Therefore, how you think will dictate how you speak right. on purpose. Right. And I think some people, you know, you have to want to change. And you, you know, I'm not gonna sit here and say you should want to change, but you should have to want. You should want to change. You should want to change. You know, speaking from the context of marriage, you're. You're growing, your spouse is growing, how you thought and how you spoke five years ago, you know, you grow and you shouldn't say the same things five, you shouldn't say the same things in 2022 that you were saying in 2017 if it wasn't productive, if it wasn't Mm -hmm. helping build up your spouse, you know, because we all know what buttons we can push when it comes to our spouses and things we could say to just, you know, as we like to say, hit below the belt. Mm-hmm. And so if you want to speak purposefully and you're going to have to change how you think, and that only is going to come through God helping you, you know, change your thoughts, mm-hmm. which thereby changes your your speech. Because yeah. I, I wrote that down. And when you said it, it doesn't come easy for some people and you have to be honest with yourself if it doesn't come easy for you, because if you were raised in an environment that you were talking about where people, you know, Mothers, fathers, whoever was guardian, whoever was um, overseeing you or helping you grow up, and it was just negativity, negativity, negativity. Then when you go in marriage, in your marriage, you're consistently speaking negatively, negatively, negatively. Then you have to be honest with yourself and say, you know, God, I need help. Or, you know, and, you know, and even ask your spouse, every time I say something negative, can you point it out to me? Because like you said, if they if they grew up that way, they might not even know they're doing it. I was I was just gonna say that um those exact words too. um that it's not a competition. That uh that I w- <laughs> I was just about to say that uh, that's one of the things I like and don't like about marriage is that sometimes if you are unaware that you do something God will use your your spouse to point it out to you. And that's why I said that's one of the things I like and don't like. Um, because sometimes it's it feels uncomfortable. And that's where some people have a challenge in their marriage is that their spouse is saying, I don't like the way you always say something negative or how you speak to me or the way you say X, Y, Z, um, and I'll I'll throw myself under the bus. Um, you know, we keep it real, we keep it raw, and we're transparent. Doug and I were at the store one day, and I was I was really tired, and that's no excuse. 
but I lashed out at him um, and in the grocery store, and I know that drives him crazy. And I didn't realize I did it. But it's just crazy? we were at the grocery store, and you got out of line, and I was like, I was just going to get the thing. You could have stayed in line. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I could tell Sometimes your spouse doesn't have to say a thing When you've been with them long enough Just his facial expression And his body language I was like, oh I must not have said that right And I think you even said it to me You know, you didn't have to get so Uptight You know, know you said said, it's not that serious That's what you said It's not that serious And um, So Although there was a little tension in that moment and in a few moments after, um, needless to say, I didn't speak any. I purposefully didn't say anything <laughs> after that. Sometimes you got to purposefully shut up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I purposefully didn't say anything. And I just allowed the Holy Spirit to just say, you know what, you're tired. He's probably tired. And you have to recognize sometimes you know, the place in which you're saying stuff. Of course, I didn't mean any harm to him, but it was just, it was rude. It was loud. And so um, your spouse can, God will use your spouse to point things out to you. And you may not like it, and it may make you feel uncomfortable, but, and you may not even realize you need the change in that area because you're comfortable with yourself. But maybe God is not comfortable with you and your spouse is not comfortable with you. And and God is saying, I want to change you. I want to mold you and shape you into the woman, the wife, the husband, the man that I want you to be. Because sometimes keeping it real, keeping it 100, a lot of people are fine with who they are. But the people who are around them are not. Mm. And God is not. And so sometimes change doesn't come from the fact that you want to change. Change comes from God is trying to change you. So you said a couple of things. I'm I'm taking notes. I'm like, yeah. You said it's not a competition. But some people in marriage, they make it a competition. Even though we've been saying on this podcast for years, we're a team dancer. Mm-hmm. You know, whoever's listening, your team Brown, team. Edmonds team, whomever, you know, you have to get out of that mindset if you're married that this is a competition. You're on the same team. And I know I've been guilty of that. I was guilty of that for years early on in our marriage of it being because I'm a competitive person. But um, when it comes to marriage, it shouldn't be a competition between you and your spouse. You're all on the same team. And then when you talked about being tired, I thought of, you know, stressors that come, you know, little things that happen in your life that if you get put in a certain situation or you hear certain things, how you react. Mm -hmm. So maybe sometimes, you know, like you said, God, God wants to change us. And it's not always about, like you said, us, us individually wanting to change to be better. God is God is changing us. You know, God. So if God wants us to get from point A to point B, you know, He doesn't have to sit down and, you know, come meet you in. How do you meet Moses with a with a burning, bush? burning bush? Yeah, He's not gonna meet you with a burning bush. You know, it's just gonna be things in your life that are gonna happen, and where you're gonna realize, oh, okay, I I need to change how I think, how I think, therefore I change how I speak. 
especially when it comes to your your spouse. You two should be building each other up. You should be never be tearing each other down. And you have to ask yourself, why are you doing that? Why do mm. you continually tear your spouse down? That's a good what question. What is it in you that you have to tear your spouse down? You should never have to make anybody feel bad in order for yourself to feel good. And especially when it comes to your spouse, because you're one. It might be a self, self-esteem issue on your part. Mm. I agree. And I think it's good that you said we should ask ourselves the question, why did I just do that? Mm-hmm. What is it that causes me to act that way? And maybe if you can't get an answer from yourself, ask God to show you. Um, and and he will. He will show you why. Maybe it was something that happened in your childhood. Maybe you saw your parents, one of your parents, to to act that way or... Maybe it's generational. Maybe you didn't see one of your parents act that way, but you talk to your your parent, your guardian, and find out that your aunt, your uncle, your great grandmama was was uh, verbally abusive, mm-hmm. or you know. So you just never know. And and God is able to help you to change, but you have to be willing uh, to change because God is a. a Gentlemen, his Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He is not going to force you to change. Um, so you may not want to, but you want to be in God's will, and you say, "I'm willing." Then God will help you. And and we believe in counselors. We believe in professional counselors. We believe in professional therapists. And that might be something that you may have to, or someone you may have to talk to a professional. In addition to prayer and fasting, is see and peel back the layers as to why you say what you say or do what you do or act a certain way when certain situations arise. Not to say God won't help you. Not to say God um, won't deliver you. That's not what we are saying. That's not what I'm saying. But God also gives us doctors, and you know I think the the last two years have shown us anything, or if we've learned anything in the last two years is mental health is part of health. Yes. And so and and ironically this is mental health awareness month, the month of May. Yeah. There you go. That's somebody's confirmation. They're going and get you uh set you an appointment. Yeah. Cuz you know what? I think sometimes just having a conversation with somebody that's not connected to you um sometimes when we think about stuff, we don't realize the gravity of it until we say it. So sometimes it's good to go to a, a counselor so you could talk, like just just let it all out. And they'll help you through those thoughts. And sometimes you'll have the ability to identify when you say them, oh, wow, I didn't realize I said that that much. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that when I get stressed, I respond a certain way. And so having a counselor sometimes is just a good outlet somewhere where you can speak purposefully and then also um, heal and, you know, identify and heal. Because mm-hmm. you talk to your counselor and you come back to your spouse and like, you know what I learned in counseling today? You know what I learned? And, and then your spouse will be like, I've been trying to tell you that for years. But <laughs> Are you talking about me? 
No, I wasn't. I wasn't even thinking oh, about you. No. Oh, oh okay. my goodness! <laughs> I wasn't. Oh Jesus! No, only reason why I say that, and I'm 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 not ashamed to say that. I I go to a counselor. I think it's important for mental health and being someone who, you know, we we've said on this podcast before that our youngest son passed away, and dealing with grief sometimes has its ups. Uh, and downs, the downs come unexpectedly. Um, the moments come unexpectedly. So yeah, I do have a counselor so that I have someone that I could talk to. And I recently told you a couple of weeks ago, or maybe last week, she says, you have very good coping mechanisms. And I thought to myself, I was like, I do. And I didn't realize, you know, that I did. But so I've, I've come home and shared with you. So I thought you was pointing no. it out to me. Mm-mm. But you know, we're not telling you to do anything we haven't done. Um, we do highly recommend uh, counselors and having uh, a licensed clinical professional. professional. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's nothing wrong with going to your pastors, but if they are not licensed therapists, then that's that's not their call. They're called to pastor a flock, a sheep, a, a, a church. And so it's important for you to go to a licensed therapist, uh, someone that you can sit and talk to and get the help that you need. Because everybody has thoughts that come into their head. This is something I learned. And, and, you know, it's like everybody has thoughts, but not everybody responds to those thoughts the same way. Right. So that's um, true. As you, the thoughts come in and you speak it out. And of course, once you speak on something, you, you're going to act on it. So we want you to be purposeful in what you think, purposeful in what you speak, and purposeful on how you act, on, w- on what you say or do. And therefore, you'll be purposeful in your marriage. And we want you and your spouse to have the best marriage that you can possibly have because you have no idea who's watching you, who's looking at you, and how what impact you're going to have on someone else. And I thought of this uh, yesterday. I was washing dishes. And, you know, we have, we're empty nesters now. But I remember when our sons were younger, one of their friends was over. I, I don't even know which son or which friend it was. But I was washing dishes while, you know, my son had company. And his friend looked at me like, you're washing dishes? Like, yeah, I, I wash dishes. You know, this, I've been washing dishes my whole life. And so as long as I can remember. so Yes, he does. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, wash dish. I don't, I don't put everything in the dishwasher. I actually wash the dishes. And so I just remember my, my son's friend looking at me like, you wash dishes? And I was like, yes, I do. And so I said that to say, you don't know how your marriage it's impacting other people. You have no clue. So just just take that as a you know piece of advice. That that just makes me think that that young man probably didn't see that in his house. Yeah. Probably. For him to come to our house and see it and for it to be such a surprise to mm-hmm. him that wow, the man is washing dishes. Yeah. And wash, wash it was, dishes. I wash dishes. I don't it's nothing. You know, all of our sons wash dishes. Yes, so. they do. Hallelujah. I, I made sure of it, too. 
because I can't stand washing dishes, y'all. Okay, that didn't cost you nothing. So as we close, I just want to end with a scripture um, in Colossians 4, verse number 6. This is the amplified version. Let your speech at all times be gracious and pleasant, seasoned with salt, so that you will know how to answer each one who questions you. In the King James Version, it says, let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how ye ought to answer every man. Have a blessed week. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Tell your real friends and your virtual friends about us. We hope something that we said encouraged you, strengthened, and blessed you. You can follow us on Instagram at Doug and Renee. Again, our Instagram page is Doug and Renee. Also, feel free to send us a DM so that you could send us any questions that you may have or topics you'd like to hear us discuss. You may just hear it on one of our upcoming podcasts. We'd like to thank our supporters. And if you'd like to support our ministry, you can cash app us at dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, that cash app is dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, thank you and God bless you. We're out.